On today's episode, we're going to talk about SEO, asking competitors for advice, and coconut and pistachio gelato. Let's go! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Blind Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jonathan Grzbowski, and today I have Vlad Mukertumian. He's 26 years of age. He's the CEO of Logic Inbound. Logic Inbound is a digital marketing agency that specializes in search engine optimization. Today, we are going to chat about what you need on your website to get properly ranked on search engines. Vlad, how is your day going? It's going, it's going fantastic. You know, I like to say every day above ground is a great day, you know, so it's always a good day, you know, and then everything else is a bonus. So love it. Love that mindset. Love that attitude. Uh, But before we get into learning more about who you are as a person and a business professional, we have to start off the podcast the exact same way we do every single time. And that's with an icebreaker. So, okay. Imagine you just had the best day of your life. What is that one piece of food that will make your day complete? Oh, oh yeah, it's easy. Gelato and uh, coconut. Yeah, coconut gelato. Nice. All right. Are are we doing like anything, any toppings? Are we getting adventurous or just straight up coconut gelato? Pistachio and coconut, baby. I I love I love it. Best dessert ever. Love it, man. That's 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 a good nightcap for your day uh, to end a great day. So, uh, Vlad, without further ado, the first real question of the podcast is tell us about yourself. Who are you and what is your story? Sure. Yeah, it's a big question. So, um, I, my name is Vlad, obviously. Um, you know, Mukertumian, that's an Armenian last name. My family immigrated over here from Armenia. Uh, you know, and basically, I was always, you know, growing up trying to figure out what I was going to do, you know. Uh, so, but, you know, there's always clues, right? So when I was about seven years old, I, uh, you know, we were, we were immigrants. We didn't have enough uh, money to buy Pokemon cards. You know, everyone knows about the Pokemon Go stuff. So I uh, had a little remote control car and here's a little hustle for, for kids, right? I would let the other kids uh, use my remote control car, kind of like a little remote control car rental. And then I would charge them a Pokemon card to get, you know, to get paid in that. So that was like my first uh, little hustle. Um, you know, after that, uh, went to school, um, you know, graduated college two years early and, uh, during that time got into the app market, um, back in 09, got about 300,000 downloads there. That was kind of my first, uh, venture with my cousin. Um, and then after that started a real estate, uh, recruiting CRM, uh, basically, uh, you know, it's kind of like, think about it like Google analytics for recruiting. Uh, you know, a job ad is really just another ad, except most recruiters, they don't look at how to make it more effective. And we did it for real estate agents specifically. Um, and then after that, now I'm running Logic Inbound. Those are kind of the three, you know, uh, profitable companies I have with Logic Inbound being the most profitable. And then obviously, um, you know, I've got a whole bunch of failures in between and dips, et cetera. So. Sure. So the first question that comes to mind is like out of all the Pokemon cards that you got when you were a kid, did you get anything relatively rare? Do you just get some like bullcrap uh, energy cards? Oh man, yeah. So I would, <laughs> yeah, I would get energy cards. I got an Onyx one time. Nice, nice. Uh, 
you know i think that was a diamond card right i'm, I'm pretty yeah sure yeah so I, I would get yeah oh man uh the you know big brothers would be mad at me i, I would get like a <laughs> A like a folded in half card because because it was kind of a scam operation really it would it would take you about ten minutes I would tell you you have around the block of my apartments it's a little gate right there's a gate in a in a pool a pool in the middle and I would say all right for every circle you have to give me one Pokemon card nice. <laughs> and kids would just agree that's yeah, awesome so. that's good stuff yeah, I mean, yeah. if you got a Charizard or like Blastoise or nah. the top three that'd be pretty sick. Um, so you talked about your, your career. We're going to talk about, uh, failures, um, in, in a little bit, but, um, logic inbound, um, you said that it's the most profitable business out of all the ones that you've created thus far. Tell us a little bit about what, um, uh, logic inbound is exactly. Sure. So logic inbound, we're an online marketing agency and we particularly specialize in search engine optimization. Uh, basically that means ranking your website on Google and, giving yourself traffic to your website so you, then you can get customers. And we work with around 20 clients today. Very cool. So search engine optimization is is something I'm personally familiar with and maybe hopefully some a lot of the people that are listening are also familiar with as well. But um, it's, a, it, it's like a forever changing thing. Right. Mm -hmm. It's always yeah. it's, it's it's forever changing. There's new updates coming out from Google. You know, let's talk about the search engine optimization in not only just the 2017 world, but maybe like a 2020 world. You know, what are some things that we need to be thinking about when it comes to search engine optimization and our websites? Sure. Yeah. I'm, well, so, well, something's interesting. I guess in the 2020 world, that's that's a, a good question. So I think in the future, you know, as Google, um, you know, starts cracking down on um, you know these uh, more and more different websites that um, you know are basically using spammy links and uh, you know bad basically kind of negative uh, tactics. Um, I, I think that it's really and it's going to end up going into the direction of how authoritative and how relevant is your website to whatever search rankings you have, and that's how we like to explain um, search engine optimization. And um, really, if you just focus on making your website really authoritative and relevant, then it'll naturally improve your uh, SEO and it'll improve your traffic. So I think in the future, um, you know, that's basically, you know, it's, things are going to get better and better for the people that are practicing, um, you know, good methods. And then people that are trying to game the system, it's going to be much harder and also much more lucrative, probably. So what are some you said authority, which is, again, a word that I personally know, but. You know, tell us a little bit more about what authority means and how can mm -hmm. websites actually gain some author authoritative um, you know, aspects of their on their website. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll break both sides of the equation down. So relevancy, that's basically um, whenever somebody types in uh, a term on Google, um, you know, such as like 1997 Ford Ranger for sale. Um, that's that's something they're searching for. And if your titles on your website, if your description talks about, you know, in exact talks about 1997 Ford Ranger for sale, you know, and you've got that text, you've got that information in there, Google will pick up on that. Um, you know, if you don't even mention, you know, that term, there's no way that Google will know, um, you know, that that's what you're trying to rank for. Um, you know, I don't know how deep, how technical do you want me to get um, or just, uh, you know, as technical as I want. Yeah, man. Lay it, sure. lay it so on us. I mean, a lot of the people listening are entrepreneurs and, and, and mm -hmm. so they're aware and, and they're millennials too. So they're very much so aware of SEO. Um, so let's go a little bit more high level. Let's go a little bit more technical. 
Sure, sure. So yeah, so basically, um, you know, off the tops so like title tags, um, you know, H1 tags when when you're, uh, you know, in HTML um, or WordPress or whatever. Um, you know, basically, if you if you have those uh, those things optimized properly, that'll help your website to look more relevant. Also, um, you know, the the keyword that you're really trying to rank for or keywords, they have to be closer to uh, your homepage, which is where kind of most of the traffic is going to be going. And the closer they are, the more powerful, um, you know, Google will. Google will mark your uh, those keywords for your website. So uh, basically, if if uh, you know you've got uh, a page that that you're not trying to uh, rank for, you want it to be kind of farther away. So site structuring matters, and that's kind of relevancy. It's it's basically how relevant your whole website is as a structure to a particular search term. And then on the authority aspect, that's uh, mainly what I'm referring to is uh, link building. So you know if you've got like Forbes or uh, if you've got the Huffington Post or New York Times linking to your website, um, you know, that'll help you, uh, you know, stand out above uh, your competition. And, and the more high quality links you have, the better, um, you know. And so something we do is we'll take, a, you know, there's a ton of different like tools you can pay for um, from like SEMrush, um, you know, Ahrefs. Um, and basically you can take a look at different websites and you can see how many links they have. You can see where where they're getting uh, the referring domains they're getting linked from, and then um, you know if you just simply right click and you go to like view page source on an HTML site, you know you could type in title, see what their uh, you know title tags are, and you can see what they're trying to rank for, and then you can compare yourself to your competition. Mm. So that, you know, yeah, no, that's very that's very interesting. So I'm going to give you a hypothetical scenario here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a startup. I have absolutely no budget. I can't afford the quality um, you know, work that you provide to your customers. You know, what are some tips? What are some things that I can do in order to obtain the proper links to begin my SEO and have my website become more authoritative in the search engines? Great question. Yeah, great question. And uh, you know, uh, you know, what's funny is actually I was just talking to a guy yesterday who was in that situation. He was a startup. Um, you know, he didn't have the budget. Um, you know, we normally we work with uh, you know bigger clients. Uh, you know, uh, uh, people that have maybe about a team of ten or more. Ten is like really minimum for us. And then we've got like global companies we work with. Um, but basically, he he was a startup. And the way uh, you know he was like he first his question was what's the number one tool that um, you know, you'd recommend online that's like free, et cetera. And uh, my partner, <laughs> I looked at my partner, I asked him first and foremost, cause he's, you know, he's like this uh, really technical guy. And he said, google.com and I'm like, that's funny. But uh, um, you know, there are a lot of good uh, aspects out there. You know, people can check out, um, you know, Rand Fishkin, um, you know, Moz, they've got a lot of good blog posts. Personally, I prefer uh, Neil Patel. He has a lot of great content, um, you know. Uh, and then also, you know, there's really, there's really basic things that you can do that are really powerful because most of the time people don't even optimize their title tags. Um, you know, and if you don't know what they are, um, you know, you'll, you, you'll be, you need to learn and you'll be uh, head and shoulders above the rest. Um, you know, most of the time a title tag just says home, um, you know, versus, uh, like if for you, uh, maybe blind entrepreneur, you'd put something in your title tag, like entrepreneur interview series or, uh, you know, uh, best entrepreneur podcast or show or whatever you know you want to rank for in your title tag so that's the first thing just optimizing it you can read about that online and then the secondly um, if you're trying to build links and, and you don't know all the advanced ways um, you know uh, you know there's simple methods like do PR 
Um, you know, go talk to different blog posts and, uh, you know, like everybody tries to pitch the TechCrunch uh, reporter, et cetera. So, you know, so go on these different websites, pitch it. Um, you know, if you're writing a piece of content, have some content strategy out there where you're posting it on maybe Reddit or you're posting if you're like really into, uh, you know, business you're posting it on, uh, you know, the warrior forum or different forums online. Um, yeah. So, uh, I actually got uh, a bunch of, I think over like 15,000 views and I was on a uh, hacker news, uh, hacker news.com or not hacker news.com, but the Y Combinator news you know, Y Combinator. And basically, uh, the way I did it was, yeah, I shared an article and then I just get a ton of free uh, traffic and, uh, that helped as well just to get a, a bunch of page views. You know, so you're trying to get at that point, you're trying to get views, you know. So the one thing that I've been curious about when it comes to the world of, of SEO is more so the extension, the URL extension after the domain name. So, mm-hmm. you know, the blind entrepreneur and I'll give I'll give a personal example. Um, I would like to have a have a rank for resources for entrepreneurs. So that would be the keyword. So, yeah, you should have the title tag and the meta tag fixed up. But what about that extension afterwards? So uh, yes, to the people sure. listening at home, it's the blindentrepreneur.com forward slash and then the keyword, which in this case would be resources da- uh, dash for dash entrepreneurs. Yeah, have you, for sure. Can you speak to that? Yeah, no, that, that's that, that's definitely that definitely uh, matters. You know how you structure how you structure your links. You know, so so links link structuring really matters. Um, you know, at the end, that's definitely uh, you know another factor when it comes to relevancy. Um, you know that. Um, you know that that's that's actually yeah, that's great. The most powerful I would say is title tags. Um, um, you know, link structuring matters. Um, you know, H1, H2, etc. Um, you know, description of your website. Uh, that that's that's a factor right there as well. Uh, you know, meta what about tags. Directories? directories are fantastic. Yeah, okay. directories are fantastic. Um, yeah, you're, you're going to have to uh, basically go in there and just do a bunch of research uh, and try to find uh, uh, different directories that you can post to, and but they work. But you have to be careful um, because there's a lot of bad directories out there too. So you have to do your research on these directories and see you know, who else is posting to them and, and what kind of uh, websites there are because there's good directories and bad directories out there. Very good. Very good. Um, so I want to change the focus a little bit and, uh, actually talk about some of the initial struggles that you had when creating this business in particular. Um, Mm -hmm. you you mentioned a little bit about where you plan to take your business to uh, by the end of the year. And obviously I hope that you get there, but there had to have been some form of struggle and, 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 and possible failure along the way. So, you know, talk about that. What were some of the initial struggles that you had when creating logic inbound? That's interesting. Um, you know, since this is kind of, I would say official, you know, like on the official books, um, you know, my third profitable venture, um, you know, uh, but this venture is actually going very, very smooth. And I think the reason it knock is, on wood, of course, uh, yeah, is, is what would you say? I said knock on wood, of course. Oh uh, yeah. Knock on wood. Um, you know, I mean, it's going as smooth as you'd expect it to be. 
um, in terms of, um, you know, any company. But uh, I think it's going much smoother because of all the other failures I've had. Mm. You know, when you when you start a company, when you do mobile apps, you know, and then, uh, you know, I was making money, passive income, et cetera, but then had to shut it down. And it was it was really difficult, difficult back then with the way we were doing it. Um, you know, or when you're when you're real, literally if you're if you're doing a real estate, I don't know if anyone out there is trying to do a real estate recruiting startup, but probably point zero zero one percent of your audiences. You know, if you're trying to sell real estate recruiting and you're doing like 100 cold calls a day to real estate agents, you know, and you're selling real estate recruiting, which nobody knows anything about because there's not not many real estate recruiting uh, companies out there in terms of software, you know, but then you switch it. And now you're you're doing SEO, which everybody knows. You know that's that's a huge difference. You know, so so it's like trying to uh, go door to door and sell empty water bottles. And you know, people are like, well, you know, what's going on? And then you switch your product um, from you know empty water bottles to um, you know something that everybody knows about. So well, it actually brings up a really interesting point. So you said that everybody's doing SEO nowadays, but they're more so not doing SEO correctly. So how were you able to grow your agency in a time where content creation and an SEO is kind of just like at its height? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my, to my, uh, fortune. Um, so I run, so I run, you know, also something called co-founders connect and, uh, you know, we connect a whole bunch of entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, one of the members, um, one of the people I've met through the community, he, um, ran, he basically owned the website that was number one. If you type in Seattle SEO, cause we're located in Seattle, Seattle SEO agency, we actually pop up number one for one of our lead gen sites. And he actually owns that and he's a partner in the company. And he told me, you know, Vlad, I'm getting so much business right now. Um, I see that you're, you know, real estate recruiting company, even though it's it's not as, you know, as big as and blown up as my company is. I see that you're, um, you know, you've got it very automated very well. Um, and I'd like a little bit of that automation. I'd like to partner with somebody I trust. I see that you're, you know, you're definitely trusted in the community. Um, also, we were doing at the time some uh, pay-per-click consulting, et cetera. And he was like, uh, maybe we can, uh, you know, branch out services, et cetera. I'm just overwhelmed with business. So I partnered with him, you know, partnering with an expert is is fantastic. Mm. You know, if you, if you can do something like that. Very and, and yeah, he just started showing me the ropes. Very cool. So you said that uh, you mentioned that you have about six people that you're that you're on your team at, at this mm-hmm. moment. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. What would you say is your management style? My man, I don't even think about management style at this point. Um, you know, right now I'm just trying to close as much as many deals as I can. Um, but the office environment, I guess the culture is pretty easy when, uh, you know, it's a small team and you don't really have to check in one to one. But I really, uh, um, you know, don't manage people at all right mm. um, we meet up maybe about one once a week and then I just kind of uh, you know let let people do what they need to do to get the job done and then well I'll check in and I'll say hey you know what are you know we have two goals in the company every business is is pretty much in my head you know I'm very simple is the same to me you know you've got either product or service and then you got sales right and so I'm always on the business side I'm always on the sales side and then um, you know the product service people, um, you know, they focus on that, and that's just all all I talk about with uh, with with my team members. So it's 
I'm on the business side. I'll talk to my business partner, you know, and the number one question I always ask is like, what's the next biggest client deal or what's the number one thing we can do to make everything else easier. And, uh, you know, on the product or service side, they've, they've got that covered very well. And, uh, I think they're also asking themselves, like, what's the number one thing you can do to make everything else easier or unnecessary. And that's actually from a book called the one thing, um, which I think is a great question to ask. Who um uh, who wrote writes that book? Uh, who wrote that book? Excuse me. Uh, Gary uh, Gary Keller from Keller Williams. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Very in the real estate industry. Yeah, in the real estate world, you know. We'll definitely link it here so other people can buy it as well. Maybe they might want to uh, read it. Um, but For you sure. mentioned that you're primarily in business development. It's something that is near and dear to my my heart. Um, mm-hmm. you know, what are some things that you're doing in order to either a get sales or b get referrals? Sure. Yeah. So getting sales, um, it's the, the, it started out first. So we have sales from everywhere. We're actually right now going back and, uh, and tracking where all of our sales came from initially in terms of referrals, et cetera. So we can know exactly what the sources are, but we'll get a little bit from, um, each place. So we'll get a little bit from like events. We'll get a little bit from on, on our client side, a little bit from events, a little bit from speaking, one attending, another one going to events. Our website, what makes our company pretty unique to most uh, SEO agencies that can't really rank their own websites well enough um, is we get business from our own uh, you know website, which is great. So rare, um, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, um, just in Washington, like there are only 10 people on the first page for like Seattle SEO, Seattle SEO agency, et cetera. But there are, you know, tons and tons of experts and consultants in, you know, each state. Um, you know, so for like Washington, you know, it's interesting. Anyway, so yeah, so our website, um, then I, I actually got a client cold calling, which was fun. You know, a lot of people hate it, but, you know, I decided to give it a try. Um, so those are you know four ways right now that we're getting clients. Um, a fifth one is channel partners, which is one that we're really focusing on, which can be huge. And that's if you're uh, if you find uh, somebody to resell or white label your service, um, you know, fantastic. Or referrals, referral partners, that's huge. Um, so that's something we're focusing more and more on. Anything so, that, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So yeah, so those are the so those are the top five ways. So you mentioned like referral networks and, and partners and things like that. That's something that companies die for, basically. Uh, anything that's working really well for you guys in order to obtain that referral, uh, create mm-hmm. that relationship with that referral network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So um, in terms of like uh, a partnership model, um, we have like a partner video we created. We have partner case studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we just take that really seriously. Um, we, you know, we talk about that we can get on the call with a person, answer any questions. We try to take care of our partners as much as we can. We'll take our partners out to eat. Uh, taking out to eat is like, you know, it's like it can be a hack, you could say. Um, you know, I used to take a bunch of different entrepreneurs out to eat, and then they'll share their tips and tricks with you. Um, same thing, you should take your clients out to eat. Um, you know, you should, if you're in the B2B world and you, you know, if, a hundred clients is really all you need, and if you're charging them, uh, you know, five grand a pop, then you know that's and, and it's monthly recurring. That's like a 500k a, a month business. You know, Absolutely. if you do something like that, right? Memorize all their birthdays, uh, memorize when they got married, all that stuff. Send them gift cards. You know, all that, all the gifts. You know, pretend like you're gonna be their best friends. You know, like or re- really reverse engineer it. Like think to yourself, like if I had like fantastic 
you know, company that was serving me, you know, like imagine if it was your birthday and like, you know, Comcast sent you a little gift card, you know, on your birthday saying, oh, hey, thank you. You know, you're an awesome client, et cetera. Totally. Yeah. No, I love it. The small things. Uh, doesn't seem. Oh like, yeah, definitely. Doesn't sound from from what you're saying that you're doing anything like too complex in order to woo people, but you're just executing and focusing on the simplistic things that have worked really well for you. So, you know, kudos uh, to you for that. And we're gonna actually take the time now to switch up the conversation and instead of talking about business, we're gonna talk about a little bit more personal stuff. So, uh, I was asked this question, and I'm gonna ask it to you. I was stumped. Hopefully, you can answer better than I could. But what do you do for fun oh um that's a toughie um pe people basically uh tell me you know when, when i was growing up especially like vlad you're thinking about business too much etc i'm definitely gonna i'm definitely one of those types that i'm gonna work 24 7 and probably die at the desk uh, you know so that's something that i yeah that's business is my fun um you know besides that um you know maybe going on dates you know dating the girlfriend <laughs> i have oh i was, uh, I was gonna like say that. multiple people but just going you have a girlfriend so going on dates taking the girl the lady out to uh to some nice place to eat yeah yeah yeah. Good stuff. yeah very cool um so let's talk about some of the habits um have there there has to be some habit that has helped you become more efficient throughout your day you mentioned that you're a workhorse what are some of those habits yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and sorry, just to add on to the last question, I was talking to a mentor of mine, um, you know, and basically one thing he told me, which kind of sticks out is he said, Vlad, everything in my life is meticulous and and written down besides my love life is spontaneous. Everything else is planned to the T. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's how it should be, that's interesting. Um, you know. But, yeah, habits. Um, one of my favorite habits is uh, I don't know if you know who James Altucher is. Um, writing 10 ideas down a day on basically how you can help somebody else or how you can help your own business. That's that's one habit that um, you know I'm always trying to cultivate, and I'll always try to come up with more and more little ideas because um, you know from my perspective, as you stated, you know it's the little simple things um, that really you know compound. Um, you know it's not like an overnight journey. There's no like one hack you know that you can do um, you know that just like instantly works. Uh, you know, there's just these little things, you know, there's one thing you can do to make everything else easier. And then, you know, there's another little thing and then they stack on together, you know? Awesome. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. But, um, transitioning to more of like a, the resources that you use, you're a technology guy, you mentioned, um, some of the SEO tools, but are there any other technological resources that you use every single day that you simply just can't live without? Ooh, that's a good question. Technology tools that I use. Um, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my cell phone right now, just trying to see. Uh, it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty basic. I mean, we use for, for CRMs, you know, we use Insightly. We use Slack. We use Slack to communicate within the company. Um, uh, yeah. And, and that's kind of, those are kind of the two main ones. Um, we use Proposify for proposals, you know, Proposify is great for proposals. Really, really cuts cuts a lot of time down. Um, yeah, so those are kind of top three, I would say. Yeah, I love it. Uh, haven't heard of Proposify yet, but uh, yeah, check I'm it out. Going to check it out and see. Um, mm -hmm. The last major question uh, is my personal favorite. You know, the blind entrepreneur is an individual that may be temporarily blind in business. 
and cannot mm-hmm. see the obvious. They may be stuck in a particular headspace they just can't get out of. So what are three pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur that's currently in that space? Oh, yeah. So sure. Number one, um, go talk to your competitors, like bigger, much bigger competitors, you know, and if you can network and schmooze your way in with them, um, you know, that's something we've been doing. And they're not going to tell you every single thing, of course, um, but they can give you great clues and tips on how to get a lot more insight into your business. Um, You know, that's that's number one. Um, Number two is metrics. Keep track of your metrics. Um, You know, I think what separates kind of like uh entrepreneur that's really growing and doing well versus one that just doesn't seem like they're going anywhere is um you know we had we were in a meeting with a guy about uh, a week ago and we asked him like what are your goals for the end of the year and he was like oh, i don't have any goals and i was like yeah that's probably why you're not going to end up anywhere um you know so metrics is number two and then uh number three i would say uh constant feedback from your uh close inner inner circle that you're working on that you're working with and you know about what you're working on and just constant you know that iteration i think those those would be my top 3 no that's great that's great something that more people should be uh, paying attention to um Vlad, i have great news you have successfully completed the podcast uh so without further ado all you have to do is just look right into the camera you have the next 30 seconds it's all yours feel free to tell everybody what you're working on how they can contact you how they can potentially be a client and follow your journey Sure. Yeah. Um, to be a client, um, you know, you just go on logicinbound.com and, you know, if you just fill out one of our forms on there or if you uh, email me Vlad at logicinbound.com, we'll, we, we do free video analysis for people. Um, you know, even if you're a small website, you probably can't afford it. I'd be happy to help you out. And then, yeah, I'm just always looking to connect to other entrepreneurs, help them out and then, uh, you know, connect them with others. I, I, I love uh, networking and I'm definitely stepping it up uh, this year. Very cool. Well, everybody, uh, as always, thank you for liking, commenting, and subscribing. Uh, Have a fantastic rest of your day and enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much for watching this video. Don't forget to follow me on any and all social media platforms using the long last name above, followed by the letter J. If you want to get lost into the dark abyss of YouTube, click either left or right for another video. And finally, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. No, seriously. Don't forget.